0: Welcome to the Be Disciples Podcast. This is episode number 18, and I'm joined tonight with Caleb Van Steenwick. And again, myself, Kyle Morris as Dakota Smith will be taking the night off. But we will be continuing our study in the Sermon on the Mount and finishing up chapter six.
1: Welcome, Caleb. Oh, thanks, man. So so good to be here. Wow, second time on here. This is a... second time. Big deal. Yeah, you've tied Drew so nice um, that's my life's goal is to just be as good as andrew (laughs) just time that's it
0: yeah yeah Uh, but if uh, you guys listening please uh, share the podcast on your social media platforms that's really how people find out about us is if you tell them uh, and share our share stuff again we are on instagram we are on facebook Uh, you can also check out uh, my twitter you find me on there uh, kyle morris and I'll, i'll post things on there all the time and so if just follow us along and uh, chime in, comment, uh, whatever you want to do. We want to interact with you on social media. So uh, we have a lot of fun doing that. So check us out on there. So again, Caleb, thanks for joining me uh, for this podcast episode. It's kind of nice to mix things up a little bit. Not that, you know, Dakota is great and all, but yeah, it's, uh, he's all right. it's fun to it's fun to do something a little bit different and and kind of have a different perspective. That's why we like having guests too, because it it adds a little bit more depth to just Dakota and I talking. So I appreciate that. But, but usually we share a story or something when we just have uh, two of us on. And so go for it. Some sort of story. I know you got something embarrassing about me.
1: Oh yeah. Embarrassing is the wrong word. Well, there's just so many great stories and, you know, I have to always preface it by saying like, you know, I was so blessed to just live with guys like you and Dakota uh, right out of college, and you know, obviously living in the dorms together, it, it was just such a huge blessing. I didn't even realize how much of a blessing it was until I, you know, I look back like now on some of the just dark times I, you know, well, all of us were going through. Some most of them overlapped, some didn't, and just recognizing that, like, wow, if had I not had just solid people around me, man, I really could have just made some really huge mistakes. And so it was the grace of God to put guys like you in my life. Um, and we, man, we had so much fun. Our, our, I still remember our, just our original apartment with, it looks like someone completely deconstructed an engine on the floor and it was just covered in stains. And it was gross. yet, it, yeah, yeah. We thought it was cool, uh, <laughs> with the dishwasher that I think got opened once. And that was right before we moved out and realized, oh man, there's dirty dishes in here. Uh, that was bad. That was very bad. But one of the things that it's just, it's just a silly story that always like makes me laugh. And it makes me laugh because you feel so bad about it now uh, was we were hanging, we were hanging out one night in the apartment and, you know, the apartment had like this little like fake bal- not balcony, not balconies we were on the first floor, but it had just like these outdoor like French doors that would open like a up, patio. So.
0: We had a yeah. grill out there.
1: Yeah. And it yeah. faced the parking lot. And like, so we were at like the back of the complex. So like you're typically, you were able to like park basically with like yep. the grill of your truck almost hitting like the edge of our patio. It's, like right there. And so on nice nights, you know, those five or six nice nights in in the year in Arizona, uh, you, we'd open it up. And so we had some people over. We were just hanging out, probably watching well, something on ESPN for sure. And um, you had seen out of the corner of your eye, there was this guy putting flyers on people's cars. Don't know what the flyers were for. Don't recall much about it. but
0: And it was, by the yeah. way, it was
1: dark. It, it was pretty dark. Yeah, it was like, definitely dark. It
0: was evening Oh yeah, wasn't it wasn't really a safe time to put put like flyers on cars?
1: And we weren't in a great part of town, like no, that's it,
0: what. And you're in an apartment complex, right? It's kind of yeah. what I don't even know if you're allowed to do that for one.
1: Yeah, so no idea. But uh, so Kyle sees this guy starting to put flyers on people's cars, and he sees that he's you know absolutely headed for Kyle's truck to put one on there. And Kyle like stops us. He's like, "Hey guys, just watch this real quick." And the guy goes and like lifts up Kyle's windshield wiper to put the flyer underneath it. And Kyle just like, Kyle has a scary voice when he's like trying to be intimidating. But he found a whole new octave of just this low guttural growling voice and yelled from inside our apartment. As right as the guy was about to put the flyer on his windshield, just get away from my truck. And, you know, Um, I'm sure what you thought was going to be, he'd be like, oh, dude, sorry. And just like keep walking. I think this guy may have wet himself. Like his whole body just like <laughs> jumped like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And just like walked away. And like the rest of us are like holding back tears of laughter. And you felt so bad because you were like, oh, I just, I was just trying to mess with the guy. I wasn't trying to like give him PTSD. It was amazing.
0: I, I really wasn't trying to like, I was it, was. it was more of a joke and not like a serious, like, right. hey, get away from my truck. I'm really mad or something. Totally. Um, but, but you, you know, I was, tell that. I'm a college student and what were you like 20 years old or something? I don't know. And like, I just, I just saw the guy and I was like, I don't want him touching my truck, but I also, you know, I don't want, I'm not, I didn't want to scare him to that extent. Right. Uh, so that was kind of one of those moments where right after you do it, you're kind of like, oh man, that was not smart. It wasn't nice. It wasn't
1: <laughs> any no. of those. Well, and it's, it's even funnier knowing that like you're legitimately one of the nicest guys out there. And the fact that you just put that horrible fear into this guy, I know you felt so bad, but all of us to this day still just think that was one of the most hysterical things ever. It was, it was fantastic. And again, it's just, it's just one of those silly things that you just remember from doing life together and just living together in that tiny little apartment where no matter what was going on in life, we were always up till 3am, like playing Madden, like, because what else would you do?
0: Yeah. Now I remember (laughs) One time I was at, I was, I was at college and um, someone asked me, they're like, w- why is Caleb upset all the time? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean he's upset all the time? Like he's always walking around with like a, like a really intense look on his face. Like he just doesn't, <laughs> like, he doesn't seem very happy. And, and so is he okay? And I'm like, no, he's perfectly fine. That's just his face. You know, he just <laughs> kind of has like a scowl, you know, not, you know, he's just walking, getting to class. Like he's not really just thinking. Uh, so I remember someone asking me that once I was like, no, he's like the nicest guy ever. Just go yeah. talk to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, it does. Sometimes those moments come across, like, you know, you say something that sounds like a little mean or you, you know, scared somebody or just the way that, I mean, I get that too. Like you're an intimidating person. And I'm like, yeah. I may look intimidating, but I have no, there's no reason. You can just come up and talk to me. I'll talk to you. So, uh, but yeah, those, those things are, are funny. Uh, when you, when you know somebody and you know them not to be like mean angry or anything, and then people think they are, and you're like, wait a minute, that's not, that's not Caleb. He's nice.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, That's why those stories are so great.
0: Yeah. They're, they're funny. It's, or and it's just funny being in college when people are like trying to learn, socially
1: even yeah
0: um you know no, yeah absolutely. in high school you there was like some but but southwestern bible college was a mixture of public school kids private school kids homeschool home kids, school kids. Yeah. so it was kind of awkward you you know you know i went to public school you went to public school so for us it was just school you know yeah um and but for others you could kind of tell like they don't really know how to talk to me but that's yeah. okay
1: who are we'll, all we'll these other friends. people here? There's never no people in my home school, right? Well, it's just kind of crazy to think about. Like, um, I remember a big aha moment was I lived two doors down from uh Brian, Brian Ream, and uh, you know, obviously he be- ended up becoming my uh mortgage loan officer. And so yeah, I remember like doing the mortgage, yeah, check them
0: out. They're I not company. <laughs> this, they're not paying me to advertise <laughs> yeah, that, say. they're just good guys. So we went to school with them, but if you're looking for a house stewardship
1: or insurance uh, or insurance, insurance or
0: investing or Anything. any of that stuff, they have a lot of knowledge. They're Christian guys. They love the Lord. Their ministry is to help people in their finances. Uh, I'm going to tell them that I did this, so I will get some sort of kickback, but I probably won't.
1: So Maybe they'll knock a point off your interest rate. <laughs> yeah, something. Who knows? But- <laughs> well, But What sold Julia on them? I mean, we, we were pretty sure we we're going to go with them because guys like you and Andrew had used them when we walked into their office and they had that huge nitro brew coffee thing. And I'm not a coffee guy, but Julia loves coffee. So like when we walked in and Brian was just like, Oh, Hey, you want a nitro brew? And like out of the tap. And Julia was like, um, yes, definitely that, that was when we knew. But anyway, so, but I bring up Brian and I do love stewardship. You should use them for everything. Cause I try to, um, but they also, you know, they also have
0: a podcast, uh, that's financial right. podcast that, uh, Brian's brother does grant. I was listening to it today. Uh, oh, just nice. good advice, uh, for those who are interested in stewarding their money. Well, so it's a really good podcast, check it out and dot stewards, stewardship.com go there. You'll find out all. So yeah, yeah. go ahead. They're, Continue they're with your stuff.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's worth shouting out to them. They're, they're incredible guys. They really are. Um, and well, so, you know, after the whole, getting our mortgage and like spending some time with Brian, getting all this stuff straightened out. I remember even saying to him like, man, we lived two doors down in the dorm and I never said more than five words to you. Like, I really regret that. Like, I wish you and I had hung out. Like I would love to be closer friends with, with Brian. He's, he's such a cool guy uh, and, and loves the Lord and, you know, spends his life helping people, you know, get mortgages and get financially sound and all that stuff. Uh, and so it's just kind of that, that tunnel vision of, I know the guys I like, um, these are the people I hang out with. Uh, and it just kind of, I, I look back and I'm like, man, there are some people I really didn't find out till well after college. Like I should have spent more, more time with them. Like guys like, uh, you know, I knew him a little bit like Braden Troost. Uh, Braden was at my church a little bit ago while uh, his church was still closed down for COVID and uh, just catching up with him. And I'm like, man, you're. we spent some time together, but man, I didn't spend enough time hanging out with you and getting to know you and and that that's one of the things I, I wouldn't really call it a regret. I'm like, man, if, but if I could do it over, I would. I would have spread out a little more and met a few more people. Um, and even even as a public school guy, I uh, didn't meet as many people as I would have wanted to, even at our small college.
0: I mean, I'm I'm the same way. I wasn't really I wasn't overly social in any aspect. You know, Dakota is a whole different story. Well, of course, if you went to school within probably the eight years, you know, <laughs> a decade of when he went, you probably know who he is. Yes. Uh, at that school, but not definitely not myself. Uh, I had my small group of friends, which was included you. And I, and I actually had like a group of transfer students that we kind of all like, you know, hung out together. Cause we all transferred in at the same time halfway. Yeah. Cause a lot of people since freshman year made their friends and, and it's a small school. So you already had your groups. And so all the ones who transferred in and uh, I just remember those friendships of, of meeting them and, um, and most of most of them were were girls. Um, you know Elaine and uh, Alicia and 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 uh, Krista and it was just a lot of, like they were just great girls and they were on, honestly girls that, um, were, you know, it was great to have friendships with them because I learned a lot from them. You know, I learned what a Christian woman uh, should should be like, look like, how they should be growing and walking with the Lord, just things, just good qualities. Like what you, what am I looking for? They were great friends and they're all off in different States and married and kids and are like doing all kinds of things, which is really awesome to see. And I'm doing
1: the same thing. So yeah, it's just it's great. Uh, Although that, that, that did sound like a great humble brag of just, yeah, you know, when I was in college, I was friends with all these girls, uh, you know, it was great. Uh,
0: I honestly have, <laughs> it was just one of those things where you just kind of connected with those who are going through the same thing you were at the same Absolutely. time. Absolutely. And we all had the same, like we were all taking freshman Bible classes, but yeah. we were not freshmen. So okay. we kind of all just gravitated to each other in class totally, uh, because we were all older than the freshmen. <laughs> so it was just, you just naturally did. It. And we all had the same major. And so we had all our specialty classes, but. Um, uh, oh, yeah. but no, and, and I, think,
1: I can back you up. You're, you're totally right. Like those people were, were awesome. Uh, and they, they still are. I think you were a lot closer to them than I was, but I remember I was hanging out with you. We'd hang out with them too. And just solid people, same place in life. Uh, you know, same interests, love, you know, love Jesus, which makes every relationship work so much better. Uh, yeah, just great people, man.
0: Yeah, no, certainly it's friendship is, is super important in our walk with the Lord. And we talk about that a lot here on be disciple podcast, just cause Uh, It's really what encourages us day to day. It's the people we live with. And uh, usually the people you live with and the people you're running this life with are the people who influence you the most. And that's, that's key to our walk as Christians, because we need to surround ourselves with people who are walking that same walk as Christ calls us to walk, especially when we're talking about the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, how to live a Christian life. And so I I saw actually a study today that Dakota posted on his, his Facebook. And it was something like close over half of people who claim to be Christian don't actually believe in the gospel. (laughs) And it's
1: not not surprising. And it's
0: like, well then 50% of those are not Christians, right? If you don't believe in the gospel and really what they believed in was a very works based salvation. Mm -hmm. They believed that you had to work your way to heaven by your good deeds being obedient to God, those sort of things, mm-hmm. when really they have it, you know, totally wrong, one, yeah. you know, whole 180 wrong. They're going in the opposite direction. And that's really what the Sermon on the Mount points out is yeah. we have to rely on God from the beginning of the Beatitudes to understanding that you have to be you you have to understand what it means to be broken. And if you understand what it means to be broken and understand that sin has corrupted everything. And the only way for you to know God is through Jesus. Yeah, there's nothing that I can do for God that allows me to be closer to Him. Mm. It's only His Son, and so it's it's just sad. It's disheartening. Yeah, many people I talked to uh, on this podcast so far, interviews that we've had, it's that's a that's a big topic in today's church. People still think they got to work their way to heaven. Yeah, I don't want to live that life. You know what I mean? There's times I already feel guilty or ashamed of things that I think or do. And if that was what I was going to be uh, pretty much judged on to get into heaven, right, I w- wouldn't get into heaven because yeah. I failed. I sinned. you know. Absolutely. And so, so as we transition here into the Sermon on the Mount, we continue in chapter 6. We're going to be yeah. in verse 25.
1: You know, be- before you jump there, you just reminded me. Uh, I'm really excited to get to Sermon on the Mount. Um, But, you know, when you hear things like that of, you know, 50% of supposedly professing Christians don't actually believe the truth of the gospel, it it really, you know, it's nothing new. It's something that really good pastors have been talking about for a long time. And I think one person who talks about it the most is a pastor out in Texas named Matt Chandler, who even talks about how, you know, being in the Bible Belt, it's so much harder than to talk to people who think they believe the gospel and show them the gospel versus those who know they don't know the gospel. And so when I always think about that, I always think about the book of Hebrews. And in in my mind, you know, there are plenty of wise people who can say this much better and with much more depth. But I I spent a year taking the college students. uh, I I co-lead the college student class at my church. And I spent a year with my co-leader and we took them through the book of Hebrews, just crawling through it. And the, just the overarching theme of Hebrews is not that you silly Jewish people, you know, you've, uh, we're changing everything. It's you got it wrong from the beginning. This is not a changed message from Abraham. It's the same. This is why Jesus is the better priest. This is why Jesus is the better sacrificial lamb. This is why Jesus is the greater David. Uh, and spending the whole book to the Hebrews, just unpacking that of the gospel is nothing new. So as sad as it is to hear uh, those you know, very clear statistics of you know, 50% of these people who think they're Christians aren't, I mean, it's the same thing that was going on in first century A.D., when people like Paul was going to his brothers in Judaism and saying the same things of guys, we've missed it. Here's the real gospel. Uh, So, I mean, it's, it's encouraging in one sense to know that this, this is not new Um, sad in another sense to know that our pews are are filled with people who nod along, but don't actually believe the true gospel.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're, I'm just finishing up Hebrews in our youth group, which is, it's tough, you know. You kind of you kind of have to decide how deep you're going to get in certain areas. Uh, really, you know, I've just kept it to doctrine and you know who who is Jesus and why was this message being told to the Jews and why did they need to hear it? Um, and and so just kind of walking through that. But as you mentioned, I know in Hebrews chapter eleven when it just talks about you know living by faith, and the author of Hebrews clearly points out all of these people of faith who were not, you know, were not saved by the works that they did or following the law or being perfect or those sort of things, but it was only about their faith. It had nothing to do with all of that stuff. Uh, even though there were times, you know, God so calls us to obedience to him, uh, but there was, it still comes down to faith. Salvation is through belief in Jesus. Uh, at that time, it was belief in God and what he was going to do. And they were they were all living for the future of what God was going to do. You know, we look at Abraham and we look at David and we look at all and Moses and uh, we see these men, they were all living for something that was coming. Right? They were the restoration of Israel, the Messiah. They were all living for it. And that, that's where their faith was at. It was in God's promise for the future. Now they didn't all get to see it, right? They all they all died and they were all living for it, but they knew that their life, they were working towards this kingdom, kingdom work. And that's what they were doing. Now that the Messiah has come, right? We're still, and and the kingdom of God has come (laughs) upon us uh, and the Holy spirit and, and is here and establishing his kingdom here through his son. Um, We still have work to do, you know, uh, because Jesus is going to come again. So uh, they were working towards something that hadn't come yet, but they knew it was coming because they believed in God's promises and we still today believe in God's promises of Jesus' yeah. return. So we may not see it, the return, yeah. but same with these people of faith. And then the reason I say people is a lot of people think, you know, there weren't great women of faith oh, um, man. in the Old Re- Testament, but there were the great, Judges. great women of faith. So yeah. we have these men and women who lived. And, you know, another great example is Daniel. Yeah. You know, I, I went through Daniel recently, and Dakota's church is going through Daniel as well. You know, he was at the end of his life, you know, he wanted to see his people. He was, he was just so broken that he wouldn't get to see Israel get to its fullest and, and what it was going to be when in reality that was going to be through Jesus. And it wasn't going to be the way that a lot of them thought it was going to be. And Jesus was going to come and that's what they were waiting for. And there's just this huge theme of Jesus through the old Testament and people miss it. And they don't see it. And, And that's what Hebrews does. It kind of brings out all of those things. Absolutely. So study Hebrews. If you are always uh, kind of wondering about the old Testament and the Jews and how that translates over to a new covenant and those sort of things. But yeah, Hebrews, you could just chill there for a while and there a lot.
1: Quite a while. Yeah. All right.
0: Let's talk about Matthew chapter six. We're going to be in verse 25 and I'm going to read through the end of the chapter. And, uh, we'll just talk about it, go verse by verse and and continue. Uh, for those of you, you know, it's been in a few weeks, uh, probably more than that, a month or so since we've uh, just been going through some scripture and talking about what God's word is saying. Uh, last time we, uh, we talked about the Lord's prayer, and this was when Drew was on. So last time Drew was on, we talked about the Lord's prayer, fasting, laying up treasures in heaven, those sort of things. So that's where we left off. But Let's start in 25. It says, "Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, nor you will put on or what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? you know we continue to study the sermon on the mount uh and it becomes so much more real in today's time yeah uh, you know we're recording this during the year 2020 we've got in the united states we've got covid 19 pandemic running rapid uh maybe right that's kind of there's conspiracy theories and is it <laughs> is it as bad as it's supposed to be and are the tests, you know, some are, some are, are they even rights? Do we even know what's going on? And we've got a lot of government overstepping and in all kinds of ways to control crowds and people. And you just got a lot going on. Plus we've got an election coming up. Plus we've got racial tension mm-hmm. uh, in, in our nation. So there's a lot going on and to intensify it as we use social media for this podcast, but social media is also used for all kinds of other ways to get people uh, anxious yeah. and, and worried. And what's going to happen? Is, there, is everything going to fall apart? And you got a lot of people who are, don't know what to do right now. Yeah. For somebody who follows Jesus, I see it as an opportunity mm. for people who are anxious, who are lost, who feel hopeless, unsure about the future don't know what's next, it's an opportunity to share Jesus. And I think that's, you know, and, and how to live for Jesus. And what does it mean to not be, to not worry or, or have being, have anxiety over the things of today? Because there's a lot to, there's, honestly, there's a lot to have anxiety about, right?
1: Yeah. What's
0: and so part? here in in this first verse, it just says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. What you'll eat or what you'll drink nor about your body, what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clo- clothing. So don't worry about life or don't be anxious. Yeah. I know a lot of people say that.
1: It's easy to say.
0: It's real easy to say, you know, don't be anxious. Don't worry about tomorrow.
1: Well, I mean, come on, you're a married man. I'm a married man. When's the last time you looked at your wife while she was in the middle of being stressed out about something and just said, Oh, don't worry about it. And she was like, "You know, you're right. I, that was wrong to worry. Everything's fine." No, it yeah. doesn't work. It's like,
0: wow, genius. Thank you for yeah, those exactly. wise words that you just yeah. gave me right
1: now. I, I know the exact look my wife would give me. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it is a you know, it, it, it's so easy to say, and yet there's a very big difference between something being difficult and something being simple. Uh, you know, it's really simple to deadlift 800 pounds, but it's not. But it's not easy quite difficult. Uh, and it's quite simple to understand if Jesus is your identity, simple to understand why we shouldn't be anxious. It can be difficult to actually uh, you know, live that out, which is why Christ tells us to take every thought captive. Uh, it's so easy. I mean, we're so, we're just so easily sidetracked and so easily... Uh, just entertained by so many other things uh, and and you know it bothers me how easily I can be strayed uh because you know just the smallest things can just throw me off for instance not not one hour ago, my wife and I were having a stressed out conversation because i know I know this will air in the future, but as we 're talking today just today the uh qual uh the qualifications or requirements around Gyms and fitness clubs just came out. of like what has to happen for a gym to be able to open and for both my wife And I the gym is the happy place. Like I love 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 being at my gym uh, I, lo- I, I love the stress relief that comes from working out uh, I love the alone time being able to be on the treadmill for a while and just be alone with my thoughts as I run and sweat and hate life uh, And so that's a really stressful thing for us, you know, and and to talk practically it's like, okay, I try to run outside, but it gets so hot here that even 6 6.30 a.m., I can't run outside kind of thing. So it's so easy to be stressed about this, and we were, like, hands down. We were very frustrated and upset, and we were just commiserating together over the fact that the air-conditioned room with all of the weights and machines is not available to us. Like, when you put that in context, how, how just stupid that is. Uh, and, but it just feels so big and needed and it's just how quickly I elevate that room with weights and machines above who Jesus is. And, you know, I, I, when I look at this, I I'm really reminded of, um, one of my all time favorite sermons by Dr. John Piper, where, uh, I believe, I, I think I even brought this up last time I was on, but he spends the first 15 minutes of his sermon, just reciting scripture. And one of the final scriptures he recites is this, verses 25 to 30, uh, 34, I believe. Uh, and just the way he expresses the scripture and, and just unloads it with all of the emotion that is actually behind it as Jesus preaches it to the crowd, uh, it really just started to hit home with me of after all of who the gospel says you are, of how Jesus is now your identity. You're a child of God. Your sins are no more. Your future sins are no more. For these reasons, don't be worried about your life. Don't get into these small, little, just piddly things that mean nothing like what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, or what clothes you're going to wear. I mean, how silly are those in the grand scheme of eternity. And, and that's the whole point of the question. Is life not more than food? Is the body not more than clothing? And it's just that that pointed question of, don't you realize how silly it is to worry about these things? And I mean, you could so easily, not to be eisegetical, but you could so easily add in there, don't worry about sickness. Don't worry about political unrest. Uh, you know, is not life more than those things? Uh, and, and, and I just, I, I chew on that, and I, it's convicting to recognize, like I said, even in the last hour, how my attitude can be swayed away from the truth of what Jesus says is true to these small things. And you just let this scripture wash over you of, is life not more than that? It it it's just it makes us feel like these things are so feeble because they are.
0: I totally agree. Uh, I I just think I, I've been thinking a lot about the wor- what should I be worried about or what shouldn't I be worried about? What things should I more like which things should I be thinking about and which things should I lay aside um has been a lot on my mind. Uh, we had a sermon at our church, one of our uh, our young adult pastor, Ray. And he gave a sermon and he just mentioned a passage and he mentioned Isaiah 55. And I wrote a little blog post on, on this uh, piece of Isaiah 55 on our, on our website. You can check it out. It's real short, but it just talks about, you know, God does not think the way you do.
1: Mm.
0: Neither are God's ways your ways. (laughs) And, and that got me thinking like, man, I can't even come close and I never will. As a human to God, to know the thoughts of God, truly, to know all of his thoughts, his ways, how things should be done. And so it's like, okay, and then reading it and going, well, how, how do I know about God's thoughts? How do I know about his ways? How can I get there? How can I understand these things of God? Well, there's only one way to do that, and that's through his son, Jesus, I have to know Jesus in order to know God the Father and understand what is happening in that relationship by knowing Jesus and having a relationship with Jesus. That's the only way I'm going to really understand what, as a Christian, I should be thinking right now during these times or any times where there's confusion and chaos in our society. How should I be thinking? Where should I go? Well, first, we know we got to go to the Bible because that's God's word. He gave it to us to read, so if we want to know who God is, we should probably read what he gave us uh, so that's one area um we we have to look at, which then becomes another hurdle. Well everyone likes to throw out a verse, everyone likes to say this, say that love your neighbor that's one recently that has continued to pop up love your neighbor, love your neighbor, care for your community, wear a mask uh, all you know all these things that kind of just revolve around current societal situations and Um, that one has kind of bothered me because what Mm. comes first before loving your neighbor in that verse, in that
1: love, the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength.
0: Correct. So how about instead of posting on social media as Christians, we need to love our neighbors. Well, Hey, how about as Christians, we need to love God. And what does it mean to love God first before loving our neighbor? Cause I'm pretty sure it's in that order for a reason. Yeah. Uh. You know, and that's, that's mentioned both in Deuteronomy and in the gospels. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're looking at something that's been around forever. God says, love me first. Yeah. Cause the reality is we can't love other people without knowing the love of God. Yeah. We can love them in the sense of whatever we've created in this world of what we call love on world standards. Yeah. But I don't want that love. I want the sacrificial love that, that God has shown me that Jesus has given me through his death on the cross. And I want to live and think that way. Yeah. So that's what I've been pondering. And so as we, as it kind of as we make this, you know, shift here back into this passage of not worrying, not having anxiety. Well, if I love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all of my might, and I just lean into him, Mm. the material things of this life, Shouldn't be anything I'm worried about. Right. The management of material things is left to God. Yeah. If I'm loving God, he'll take care of me. He talks about in here, in the next verse, look at the birds of the air. Hmm. Don't they have more value? Or don't you have more value than they? And I take care of them. I give them food. Why wouldn't I give you food? Why wouldn't I clothe you? Why wouldn't I take care of you? Yeah. And so I know what some people can say, because it comes into my mind first. Well, what about homeless people? What if they know Jesus and they don't have anything? And it goes into all kinds of, you know, you could go all rabbit trails, totally. right? But I think as a Christian, um, where do we spend our time in our thoughts, in our day-to-day? Just where are we going next? Are we, are we so worried about sickness mm-hmm. or health? Our, our needs physically through going to the gym or mm-hmm. eating or clothing ourselves, the electricity. I know in Arizona right now, you got to have electricity, air conditioning. Yeah, you know, There's just things daily that we think about. And I know for me, something I'm working on is is diet and not diet in the way of I need to go on a diet, but daily lifestyle choices of eating. Mm. And it's not something I worry about like, where am I going to get my next food, my meal? I know where that's going to come from. And I I believe that's from God, which is through the means that he has given me to live on and be responsible with that. Um, But learning how to eat well. And then it shifts right now. I'm not really worried about am I going to eat? I'm more worried about the some of the more important things in life. How should I eat? Mm. How should I take care of myself? Um, And then they they don't really turn into, they're not worries anymore. They're more just, Mm. how can I be healthy? How can I do things that are going to better my life? And you start thinking in ways moving forward. So you start training your thoughts of forward thinking. As Jesus is telling us here, why would you spend your time so worried about those things when you should be more worried about things that are of me, how you live your life, not the things that you need in your life? So I don't think God's saying don't ever worry because at the end of this passage, we, he says, worry about today. Yeah. You know, that tomorrow's worries will be for tomorrow, mm-hmm. but we should, what are we spending our time worrying about? Yeah. Are they real things? Are they biblical things? Are they godly things? Are we wrestling with things that God would want us to wrestle with? Cause I think all of that is a part of our life and we're going to have anxieties and we're going to have worries but I think there's a part of it that we can let go and let God manage. And that's what he's asking us to do here. Let go of those things. Let me take care of you. And you continue to be faithful to me. Yeah.
1: Which is the whole, which is the whole point of verse 24, which is, you know, just before our passage, no one can serve two masters. He'll love one or he'll hate one, love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Therefore, do not be anxious about your life. I mean, it's exactly what you were just saying, Kyle. It's you know, it you can't live to serve the things of this world. You can't serve uh, the small like, and I say use the word "small" correctly. The small desires of wealth, of food, of drink, etc. You, you can't serve that and still be faithful to God. And hence, that's the giant. Therefore, don't be anxious about today, because serving that anxiety about these things is harmful to you. It's not just unproductive, like playing video games for five hours is unproductive. It's counterproductive. It's oh, it absolutely <laughs> is. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's not just unproductive. It's counterproductive to be anxious to these things. Yeah. And, and that, that is just such a, you, you made a beautiful point there.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, if you're running the daily race of life, Consumed by just things you got to do and get done. Oh, I got to go to work. Got to fill up the gas tank. Got to go to the grocery store. Got to do this. Got to do that. And you've gone all day long. And all of a sudden, you get home and you sit down and go, "Oh man, did I serve God today?
1: Yeah.
0: Or did I serve myself today? And and that's a question we have to ask ourselves because we can't be consumed." By all of these things, by running the rat race. Yeah. Because if we do, we miss the point. And as Christians, our job is the Great Commission Mm -hmm. to go tell people about Jesus, to disciple others and make disciples. So if we never get past all the junk, we can never really serve God for the things that He told us to do. So it's, hey, God's saying, I'll take care of you. You be faithful. You go share the gospel. Tell people about me. Yeah, I'll take care of your needs. That's why we see, I mean, there's tons of stories of missionaries living on nothing. Yeah. You know, poor, relying on the Lord to provide for them. And they really, they truly are. Because they said, hey, we're going to be faithful. We're going to share Christ. We're going to go to the ends of the earth. And we're just going to trust in God. And they do it. And God takes care of them. And that's important to know. And God's going to take care of us here. Uh, You may not be a missionary, quote unquote, that we like to refer to them as, people who travel to other countries. The reality is we're all people who need to be sharing Christ if we're Christians. That's the call of every Christian. So whether you're in another country or you're here, do you trust God with all the things that you need? Yeah. So then you can open up that time to serving him and serving people. So that's just a good question, I think, in this one verse uh, kind of tells us about is... Is what comes first? Are you allowing the weight of the world to push you down, or are you allowing God to lift up the weight of the world mm-hmm. so you can go serve Him? Yeah. And so that's that's a powerful message. I, I think yeah. you know you don't have to go too far into this to see what God's trying to help us do. Really, it's totally. for Him and His glory, but He's trying to help yeah. us and say, "I'm here for you. I'm here to take care of you."
1: Yeah, and it's it's not a loss. For us to do that. Um, I, I know this isn't what you were saying, but I think a lot of times we can hear that and think, oh, don't worry about job. Don't worry about this. It's like, okay, yeah, throw all that away and just focus on Jesus. And we can have this attitude like that's some sort of loss. Like we're missing out on something when we do that, but you know, we should do it anyway because it's what God calls us to do. No. That's not That's not the gospel. The gospel is Jesus saying, don't be anxious about these things, because not only am I going to take care of them, but in the grand scale of eternity, in the grand scale of the kingdom, there's no satisfaction. There's no joy to be had there. And, I mean, we we live a life of always being willing to sacrifice something for something better. I mean, is that not just... The theme of adult life. No one enjoys getting up early and going to work, but you know what? Having a house and having bills paid is better. So we'll we'll give up that weird little desire to sleep in so that we can have a job. Uh, you know, just like the uh, you know CrossFit person doesn't you know eat certain meals because they're you know in training. Like it's because they're looking for a bigger sense of joy than what is in this moment, and it's that same way in what Christ is saying here of don't worry about these things not just because yeah it's counterproductive yeah i'll take care of them but also there's so much more joy there's so much more i want to give you than these just silly little things and if you toil over these things you're going to miss out yep yeah. i
0: mean you're you're kind of creeping into discipline
1: yeah right yeah. to be
0: disciplined in, in these things. Um, and that's a that's a good thing to be disciplined in the Lord. Uh we we need to do that in our in our lives, you know, just yeah us say like with eating, I need to be disciplined. Yeah. Doesn't mean I can't have a soda or a piece of cake of sometimes, right? But but what does what does it all look like when you put it all together? Is it a bunch of cans of soda and cake? Or is it, yeah. you know, chicken and salads and different things to you know things that are healthy most of the time so i can enjoy other things sometimes so it's yeah. you know it's just being disciplined uh it's allowing god to work in your life and it's pretty much you're letting go of all the control yeah <laughs> which is as a human the hardest thing to do is Let which go. we
1: don't have anyway we love to pretend yeah. that we do
0: and we should be reminded right now in in america yeah. that we are not in control <laughs> Clearly, Uh, We we clearly have to do what everybody tells us to do and people are fighting back and there's all kinds of craziness, but you know, we're not a virus. No humans. We, we can't instantly control viruses. We can't instantly control illnesses, but who can God can.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, So when we think about and does, and so when we worry about all of these things, you know, it continues on more examples when it talks about the birds of the air, it talks about,
1: um, lilies, lilies of the field. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, and then it says, Oh, you have little faith. And I, (laughs) there's a quote here by Spurgeon, Mm. uh, says little faith is not a little fault for it. greatly wrongs the Lord and sadly grieves the fretful mind to think the Lord who clothes the lilies will leave his own children naked is shameful. Oh, little faith learn better manners. Mm. It's like, wow. Like True. you think that the Lord will, who clothes the lilies of the field will leave its own children naked. Yeah. Wow. Just the, just, just the, the image, the picture, the, oh man, I'm as a human, what am I thinking? How could I think yeah. God wouldn't provide? Or how could I think these things of God? How shameful, yeah. especially if, we're called his children. Those who believe you really think he's just going to hang us out there.
1: Yeah. Um, or worse. We, we think that uh, my, my father used before he passed, used to say this all the time of we see everything God has done and brought us through up until this point, and And the amazing journey and pain he's brought us through up until this exact point and how he's been in control of everything. But, but he can't be in control of tomorrow, though, right? So naturally, I should be anxious. Like, and my dad would say that to me, and I'd get so like, you're, 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 that's just annoying that you would say it. But it's so true, because that's our attitude. So many times, it's, we can look back on God's hand in our life and just find ourselves thinking, well, oh, yeah, but he's, he can't be in control of tomorrow. So naturally, I need to be worried about that, and I have to plan, and I have to do X, Y, and Z. And how, how futile and how little faith we have in that moment.
0: Yeah, and one thing I want to bring up, I, um when we use the word anxious, there's also, you know, people who have true anxiety, yeah. Um, that kind of is unexplainable at times, which you know, at times where you're anxious and you're not sure why, and uh, you know, you're you have physical reactions to that anxiousness, whether that's heart rate goes up, sweating, can't breathe, um, you know, all those those type of situations. And and i and I do think you know there are times and we all handle things differently as people, and we all have different experiences and so um I'm not necessarily talking about that anxiety here, you know we're really talking about material things that God is saying, don't worry about those things they're not they're not to be worried about. you have things that are godly to worry about as Christians uh, that you need to focus on those things that you want you know that God wants us to do, uh, but I do think those you know those, you know, people struggle with anxiety. And, and at times I've been like, I think I'm, I think I'm a little bit anxious today. Like I, my heart, you know, my chest hurts a little and it's, and it's just, I just don't feel good. And it's not necessarily, I don't trust God. Uh, I just think at times life's hard yeah. and we have times where we need to take a break and we need to have self care and mm-hmm. we need to do things that get us back with the Lord. And, you know, a lot of times that's spending time alone in prayer that's spending time alone in the word of God and getting refreshed with friends and having good conversation and kind of getting back to that stuff. Those are the things we should be worrying if we're doing, are we doing those things or are we too caught up in life? And it gets us to a point where we're not sure how to break it. And we're, we're so tight in the things that we do that we don't release and say, Hey, I need to give this to God. Yeah. I feel like I'm too much. I'm worrying about too much. There's so much going on bills and my job and I might get sick if I go to the grocery store and you know, there's just all this stuff like, yeah. okay, I need to release all of that anxiety.
1: Yeah.
0: Pray. Yeah. Read your word, get with friends, have zoom meetings. I, I know everyone, no one wants to be on virtual meetings anymore, but sometimes you got to yeah. and uh, just do what you can. Cause really the anxieties of this world will hold you down to the point where you won't see God. And you have to release control to the Lord because the reality is we're not in control anyways, like you said, Caleb. And so if we can accept that or we can get in a good, pretty good spot. So, um, we continue here, you know, through these, and we've kind of explained a lot of the things that talks about from, you know, therefore do not worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink, right? We talked about that. Um, here it says, but first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness in verse 33 And all these things shall be added to you. And so, again, it reiterates, seek first the kingdom of God. Uh, That should be our priority. Number one, always seeking the kingdom of God. Um, You know, in the kingdom of God, here we're talking about, we're talking about Jesus. We're talking about the kingdom of God that is, um, you know, future, we're talking about future focused. We were talking about the First Testament with, with the men and women of faith that we learn about in the Bible who are future focused in the sense of, There's God's doing something in the future. And that's what I'm living for. Even if I die and I don't get there, I'm going to live for that. Same with today. We're living for something that is coming again. And that is Jesus. And Jesus has given us the fruits of the spirit to live by. I mean, imagine living by all the fruits of the spirit, you know, living of the kingdom of God, of those characteristics of God. And so we need to be seeking those things. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Name one of those things we're perfect at zero. Right. <laughs> so, how can we live those things? Seek first yeah. the kingdom of God, and yeah, yeah. we we don't need to worry about these things. So, and then the last verse it says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Yeah, you know, we've got things today that are going on. We don't need to worry about tomorrow. God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. And it has its own troubles. So we don't ignore the future. In no. This, right? We just talked about, hey, we're looking forward to the future. Yeah. But God's in control of that future, not me. And I don't know what it's going to look like. Uh, I know what it'll look like technically in the end, right? God's given us that, um, what it'll look like when he returns those sort of things, but my future in the sense of the day to day, I got to give that to God and release that to him because it really will weigh on me to a point where it almost paralyzed me as a human to think of all the th- things that could happen to me on a daily basis is too much. So I'm going to live for the Lord, uh, live for the kingdom and give him
1: all those things. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, uh, The the other verse that comes to my mind when when we talk about not being eager for tomorrow, but uh, looking however looking forward to things to come as far as kingdom purpose, I think about Romans chapter eight uh, specifically verses twenty three through twenty five, where the text says, uh, "We ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit, even we." grown within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. For in that hope, we were saved. But who hopes for what he sees? But if you hope for what you do not see, you wait for it with patience and perseverance. And so it's that two sides of not being anxious. It's longing for the day of the Lord, as uh, the prophet Joel calls it, uh, the day of the Lord when everything is, is no longer left unjust, either paid for by the cross or eternally condemned. No more injustice remains. We wait for the redemption of our bodies, and we look forward to that so eagerly, and so because of that, I don't need to worry about the temporal things of tomorrow. I don't need to worry about what I'll eat, what I'll drink. And, you know, the one verse, uh, you know, for the Gentiles you worry about such things. It's not just speaking to a Jewish audience. He's specifically saying those who don't have Christ, those who don't follow God, worry about these things. Why would you be like them? You don't need to worry about those things. That's what non-believers worry about. And that's not you. Uh, and I just think that's all just a beautiful message of look to the future for the hope that we don't see, uh, but not worry about these small little earthly things of tomorrow.
0: Yeah. And you also brought up perseverance, uh, as you were talking kind of stood out to me, no, we need to have perseverance in, in, in our life in general, whether Uh, Doesn't matter what's going on, good or bad, uh, but perseverance in in our walk, always be growing, always be learning, being in scripture, knowledge, uh, wisdom, all those things. Like we need to continue that path of growth. We cannot just stay in the same spot and and think, I I think I know enough for my life, so I don't need to learn anymore uh, about who God is. I've read the Bible already or something, right? (laughs) Uh, You know, there are guys who study their whole lives the Bible. And it doesn't mean they know the whole Bible. Right. It just means they've read it a bunch of times, you know. Right. Um, so we we do we need that perseverance as Christians, knowing where our hope lies, and knowing what is to come, whether that comes in our lifetime or not. Uh, we know it will come, just as uh, you know Abraham, Moses, David, Daniel, all well, the prophets, judges. Everybody knew what was to come. Yeah, and they lived for it. They never saw it but they lived for it now they now they know what it is because they're in heaven but yeah. uh but yeah we need to have that same perseverance and that you know same reverence uh to to living in that way I, I just you know i think of those type of men you know i didn't obviously we don't know them personally we know their stories we know the things that they've done for the lord and how the lord used them and so it's like that's we're still in the same lifetime. We're still, still the same God that was with them is with us today. Sometimes we forget that and we almost minimize God's power and what he can do. And we turn it into, we try to make it logical for today's times and science and all the things. And it's like, I don't, God doesn't live in that box. God does not live in that box. And so I have a hard time when people use um, certain examples of make kind of minimizing who God is. And I'm like, God doesn't live in our time. He's outside of our time. Uh, He loves us as humans, but he's way more powerful than we can imagine. Uh, You know, so perseverance in this life, living for the future. I'm living for what I may not see until after I die. Uh, But I'm going to keep living for it because Jesus died for me and I'm going to keep living for him. And I think these worries tend to become less worries when we focus more on God. And I think that's kind of the point of what we've talked about today is if there's worries in your life, the anxieties, there's things bothering you, you're wrapped up in all the craziness of, of society and culture. Maybe you should just go to God yeah, and, uh, and seek, seek there. Especially if, you know, if you're not a believer and you're listening or maybe you're new uh, to Christianity, you just came to know Jesus and all these questions come up, go to God, mm. go to prayer, uh, continue listening to, to those who are discipling you. And if they, and hopefully they're discipling you in God's word, not their word in God's word. So that's important to know. So, um, so I think we're going to wrap it up there. I think we've we've kind of talked a lot about it. Absolutely. Um, but I, you know, as we study God's word, it's so easy to stay in one little area and just, kind of piece it apart and and talk about all the different ways that it applies to our life i mean you think of something don't worry well dang we could we could talk about that for hours not to worry right and so it's a it's a topic that i think everyone can connect with and so we'll uh we'll kind of leave it at there and and so and thank you caleb for being on the podcast
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. It's always a blast to hang out with you in any context, much less do this and just talk about my favorite stuff to talk about.
0: Yeah. To me, there's, you know, sometimes it does feel that way. You know, talking about the Bible is, you know, I, you know, there's nothing better to talk about than God's word. And it's just refreshing to do that. So those of you who are listening, uh, thanks for taking your time to listen and hopefully, um, got a little bit more of, of God's word in today as you listened to our uh, finishing up chapter six of the Sermon on the Mount Ma- in Matthew. Uh, keep studying it. Don't just take our word for it. Uh, I will never uh, say this is the what it is because I said so. Uh, study the word of God and yeah. dive into it and get into commentaries and learn more and more and more. Uh, but uh, always go to the word of God. And yeah. So we're praying for you guys. Thank you again. Uh, This is the Be Disciples Podcast. You can go check out our website, BeDisciplesPodcast.com. We also have Facebook, Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. Um, I just started on there, by the way. Um, It's crazy the things you can just say comments. It's kind of like taking a verse out of context, right? People just (laughs) post a sentence and you're like, huh, there's a lot there. But it's a lot of fun (laughs) uh, reading stuff. And so check out on there, interact. But uh, thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll keep uh, trudging on and having good conversations about discipleship. See you guys next week.